Okay. Yo, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Like my last salsa director used to say, if you're slowing down. Welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas, and we are listening to local Los Angeles, California icons, Oso Matli. Uh, the track is called Chango. I mean, they, these are like some hometown heroes here, and like, if you want to dance, this shit is the jam. So uh, we're going to play out that song. We'll be right back with a very special guest. And just like that, we're back. <laughs> that was um, awesome. You know, it was just editing, baby. The magic of editing. Um, and I'm joined in the studio by El Guido. Very um, nice to be here. Nice, nice to meet you finally in person. I know. It's been uh, quite a... I've been seeing you do all your awesome stuff worldwide. Well, I mean, I am sickening, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Like, because I, I, we, we know a lot of, like, music people in common and... You know, like through the world of like just bands and journalism and just regular fandom and stuff. And so, like, I, like we we only just kind of connected online recently. Right. Uh, even though, like, I you know, I I just been watching you forever. Like, I don't know. I was just like, why haven't I added him on like the medias? <laughs> you know, just like this is stupid. Um. So cool. Well, again, it's nice to meet you. Like we guys uh, at home. Like we literally just met. Two hours ago, yeah. um, we had uh, pupusas sin curtido. That was very sad. It's a missed opportunity, honestly. Yeah. I'm devastated. LA not looking good right now, guys. <laughs> no, no. LA has been a fucking dream. I've been here like a weekend, and this it's been a whirlwind. And 
I don't remember much of it. It's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> Sounds like a good weekend. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, I'll find a blessing. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Song Mess. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 excited to be sharing some of the uh, sounds of LA. Yeah, I mean, I figure like you know, I I was just in Texas, and of course, I was like, we had to do a tribute to Texas and stuff like that, and you know, um, and I felt like because you know, because they have a very distinct musical identity there, and just like New York or Texas, LA, like California, but LA specifically has like is just this beacon of of creative culture. Um, and I feel like it has a very distinctive sound that accompanies it, especially for Latinos. Right, right. There's a good, there's a good mixture here. You know, you got like it's you know cliche to say the melting pot, but you sure. definitely have like you know the the Latino identity is heavy Mexican, but you still got you know uh, Salvadorans, Hondurans, and lots of other people here. So th- there's a lot of influence. Plus, you have like such a dope hip hop scene that informs yeah. that as well. You know. Yeah. Well, and no, and totally, and you know, I think um, you know. Uh, having been involved in the scene in New York, you know, it's, it's more, uh, like modern takes on music or like trying to be like a little bit more avant-garde or stuff like that. Where here, I feel like there's this big embrace of, of, you know, the complex, you know, Latinx identities that are here and like, you know, um, just very roots oriented. I mean, like, you know, from Chicano soul to like, you know, cumbia and like just more traditional, like zapateo, las cafeteras, things like that. You know, like there's this very like, very um this big embrace i guess of again of like traditional culture yeah like which i really like and i feel like but it's modernized it's not cliche it's not you know you can't really just throw it on a cd and sell it at starbucks you know um (laughs) so yeah so let's talk about la um let's talk about a little bit about you actually okay um so who are you (laughs) i am uh el guido Uh, i was born and raised in boyle heights uh so i got I'm half Mexican, half Salvadoran, so it was interesting that my mom decided to go live in, in, in from El Salvador, decided to go live in Boyle Heights, mm-hmm. which is predominantly super Mexican. So I always felt that I got, like, the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. which is very much LA. Like, in my house, Salvadoran food outside was just a bunch of Mexican culture. Of course. Um, and then, you know, I've always been kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who was always looking for music, like who's just kind of like, what is out there? Who's out there? What is, I mean, LA is a really big city. It's yeah. really spread out. Uh, you just have to know what you're looking for and what, you know, and you'll find it. Like there's so much different styles of music. There's so much different styles of food. There's so much little neighborhoods, you know, there's no real center to LA. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of different areas that have centers to each you know that's of course how, that's the best way that i could describe it well i was very attracted to that when i first came to la a few couple a, a few years ago because it was like it you know you look in the maps and it's like oh koreatown and then you know like little armenia right. and i'm like oh cool great yeah this you know i immediately responded to that i'm like it's like home it's like new york um and so yeah that diversity i mean it just shows everywhere like from the people to the streets you know to just like uh i was driving with with uh, a friend phoebe smulin uh, we were driving down Sunset, and it was just like you could see like the ch- the, the neighborhoods changing, um, and I love that. Like I think that's such a cool. Uh, again, that's what I loved about New York. You know, it's just like it's it's just a cool um, experience. Well, that's the thing about LA is that um, people have been here for a long time and been putting in work and you know keeping their own identity. Like, what is my identity? Like myself, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm half Salvadoran, half Mexican. So, what exactly? Like, if I go to Mexico, I don't feel like I'm Mexican enough. If I go to El Salvador, I don't feel like I'm Salvadoran enough. Like Selena, here, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like you kind of, but because of that, I feel like 
um, you get a lot of bands and a lot of artists out there that then work with other people that also have mixed identities mm -hmm. and they also like different genres, you know, and so that kind of starts informing what them together are going to cook, you know, like when, uh, a friend of mine uh, would say, you know, um, uh, she makes music, uh, she's in La Santa Cecilia, and she would say, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you bring, like, I bring the jazz, and um, someone else brings the bolero, and then someone else brings, you know, all these different elements, and you just throw them in the pot, and then before you know it, it all starts mixing well, you know, and, like, sometimes it might taste a little weird and odd, but sometimes you just get, like, this beautiful fusion of sound that resonates with people across the board, because, you know, it, it it's an identity that's not quite defined. Right. Know? Well, and you're obviously referencing La Marisol. Yeah. Yeah. So let's actually, you know, we have a playlist, uh, you know, it, it's, it becomes flexible. Okay. Uh, and what a great place to transition into some music here. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with La Santa Cecilia, because like, I, I feel like you've known them forever. I feel like everybody's known them forever. Yeah, yeah. So La Santa Cecilia, um, uh, well, I went to high school with Marisol. Oh, cool. Um, that's how I got to know her. And actually it was through Caifanes. I had a Caifanes patch in my... In my um, on my backpack in high school, which, you know, people back then were all into like Nirvana and all this other stuff. Sure. So I was always kind of against the grain kind of person. I was like, I want a Caifanes patch when nobody's going to know who Caifanes was. Um, and we identified around that. And then we just were like, hey, you know Caifanes? Oh, cool. And then I heard her sing and I was like, wow, this girl can really sing. Yeah. You know, and she was singing boleros. And, and I was like, wow, this is, there's like a lot of emotion and feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and then we just became friends throughout the years. And uh, when Santa Cecilia started, well, she was doing the, you know, the wedding singer and the kind of like, you know, the hustle, right? Of course. The busking at Alvera Street, you know, she was doing the bolero stuff. So I would help them sell CDs. I would help, you know, whatever, cool. just random little things, you know, yeah. just fun. Like you're supporting the homie, right? Yeah. You know, and then she was like, I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own thing. She did like a rockero thing, you know, went to a couple of places, but, you know, they didn't really go where they went now. Uh, and then, you know, slowly she was like, I really want to showcase this sound, like exactly what I was talking about, mm -hmm. that like, you know, I don't want to just be like the wedding singer. I want to be more than that because, yes. I mean, she definitely has a voice that, you know, is, is lends itself for, you know, this emotion, like display of emotion. Um, and then, yeah, they slowly started recording and they got like really good popularity. And I think that that's one of the things that happened with them is that they were able to tap into this cultural identity or this lack of cultural identity, whatever it is. Either way, people really bonded with them. They really were like, you know what? My parents listened to, you know, Mambo and I listened to Dead Kennedys, right. you know, and I can go to a Santa Cecilia show and get a little bit of both. You know, I can get some klezmer sounding music that sounds kind of punk, you know, but then I can also get like a bolero, you know, or just like this heart wrenching like ballad that resonates with me that kind of sounds more like old school and oldies, you know, so I think that's the beauty with some of the bands that they're able to mix in these sounds in a way that feels unique to them. Like it doesn't feel gimmicky. It doesn't sure. feel, you know, but it keeps their identity and kind of gives it a sound like, you know, uh, Ozumali is one of those bands that did that, you know, early on, like 20 years ago, you know, they, they were like, well, they grew up in Pico Union here in LA, you know, and so here it comes a band that like, you know, with like, you know, why well, I, I like hip hop and I like, you know, son and I like merengue and I like, you know, this, all these rhythms and they all work together somehow. Right. And that debut album is one of the most random, kind of like Cafe Tacuba Res, like one sure. of those, like, you're like, what? This track just went from this to this? Yeah. And it works. But it also kind of um, shifted 
what the LA sound was like, you know, because before there was like those lobos, you know, which was very traditional, rooted, Chicano, you know, they still explored a little bit more. But I feel that uh, it was Ozomali that really put this newer sound of LA. Like, you know, the doors existed before, but they were aligned to that kind of psychedelic kind of sound, yes. you know, but they really pushed this like, you can be all of this at once, you know, like you can be all these different things all at once because that's what makes you know like like somewhere like it's kind of like reflects your friendships it reflects like it just reflects who people are overall here in la like you know you can go have tacos and then go eat ethiopian food within like a matter of minutes you know it's just i mean that's a that's a feast but you can <laughs> i mean that's that's the goal i don't know about you but that's my goal um well you know and that's it let's build on that dichotomy that you're you know uh discussing here um you brought in the song mexico americano um why that? What? Um, well, I know that um, for me, well, it's, to begin, it's a Los Lobos song. So uh, in paying tribute to who I feel were kind of founding of this Chicano sounding, you know, uh, particular, uh, this Chicano sounding, uh, no, the Chicano sound. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pay tribute to that Chicano sound, um, that biculturalism of feeling that you know like in the song says like yo soy de la raza de oro you know so like i am of both you know like i right. come from ancestors that like you know predate any pre, you know pre-columbian ancestors um but i also now find myself here you know trying to adapt to the american ideal mm-hmm. so i you know and i like that they're the santa cecilia take uh they actually do it with those rebel cats and right. yes. you know so, rocket so Billy, amazing band yeah um and I like that it's like a Norteño song done rockabilly style. So it's the mish, the mismatch of both kind of the American sound. But I love that it's a Mexican band that does rockabilly with, you know, like, which is a very American sound. Of course. You know, with La Santa Cecilia, who is this Chicano mix. Well, not Chicano. This Latin, Latin, Latin. Latin Latino, you know, mishmash of fusion, um, you know, or this LA fusion sound. And together they're able to reinvent it, but also play tribute to the roots that they come from, which is what Santa Cecilia they wanted to do with this album. Absolutely. Like go over there and record because this is the music that they grew up listening to. So pay tribute to their roots in a way that's dignified and in a way that's also kind of different, you know, like it's not just a covers album, you know, it's not just like, how are we going to make these songs sound like our sound? And I think that this is the perfect song that kind of gives you the idea of what Santa Cecilia does live. Like they can give you that rocking vibe and they can give you that cultural rocking vibe. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. So let's listen to that. Now again, this is La Santa Cecilia. The song is Mexico Americano and we'll be right back.
vida junto a la esquina And uh, we just listened to Chicano Batman, which I feel like, again, what a great pairing with La Santa Cecilia, you know, two of the, maybe the the biggest Latino bands killing it right now. In right, LA. right. In the current, I think uh, Chicano Batman, uh, when they started, they did their whole kind of, you know, um, almost like 
that seventy synth rock from like Latin era, like you know, los pasteles verdes. That kind, of, that's kind mm-hmm. of what their sound they were going for. But I like that this song actually has like a you know social political commentary, you know, about someone yes. being assassinated. But it's in Spanish, you know. It's not. It's it's like it still has that vibe, but and it still has that sadness that some of those songs have, like you know, like the old school songs I'm talking about. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, but it, but it's done in the context of like politics, which I think is dope. You know, um, what I like about Chicano Batman is that I think that they're able to kind of tap into more on the roots. I mean, the no more not the roots, more on the doors type sound. Yeah, that, that organ. Very, yeah, yeah. So that very, which I do to myself feels very LA, just because I've always loved the doors. That that's a sound that I feel like they started, but Chicano Batman did it in their own way, mm. and they were able to adapt these different sounds and i think that you know it just showcase it shows that like you know a lot of work and time and you know playing gigs and all that you can definitely make it i mean chicano batman are one of these bands that are like damn they're like headlining festivals oh yeah absolutely they're just doing they're just rep- and representing but they're not just representing in a way that you know i don't know it, it feels like they're they're really doing justice to the way they represent la like they bring that like the dichotomy that we were talking about earlier, they bring the multiculturalism, right. but they also bring the social political and even like more of the, like this spiritual, like the whole freedom is free for where the album is coming from. You know, this very like, uh, I don't know, there's like a, a energy to what they put into their music. Aside from just the lyrics, you know, there's... Yeah, like, I mean, it's socially aware, but the, it's also, like, it's very much about, like, being in touch of where we come from and maybe, like, you know, leading where we're going, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I it's it's interesting to, to, to you know, because all these bands, like, I've heard that... I've actually seen them all live before. Thank you, Ruido Fest. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but, like, I don't really connect that much to, to this particular kind of sound. Um, and we were talking about this off mic before. I'm, like, I'm really excited to be doing this show because, like, the L.A sound is one that's always been rather foreign to me because like i like things that are more pop oriented more like up tempo and stuff and a lot of this is very like jammy well i mean well like you know we're gonna talk about some cumbia in a minute um but like yeah like i i I, i'm not great at the boleros and the you know and the and the jam stuff but you know when you put it in all this social context that it lives in you know it's just it, it it really adds to it it really like sort of changes uh, the overall product, which I really, which I really appreciate. Right. Um, well, okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about some cumbia. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I, again, that, that I feel is like, you know, it was one of the things where I was like, yep, we are going to have to uh, play some cumbia bands because I know LA exports them. LA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you kind of have the, again, the Latino identity and I think every single party sure. has cumbias, yeah. you know, especially backyard parties and quinceañeras, bautizos, all of them, they all have cumbias. Uh, so, you know, I grew up listening to cumbias and it's very interesting because at one point it wasn't cool to listen to cumbias. No, it was yeah. kind of like that, that's like, oh, that's a narco kind of thing. That's like, oh, that's what my parents listen to. Uh, but or I, or but, there's even a socioeconomic tip to right. it. Like, oh, it's like what poor people Right, 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 yeah. right, right. They was always kind of looked down. And then, you know, slowly bands started embracing it and yeah. kind of like bringing it on more. And I was like, huh, there, there's... What's going on? Like it slowly became like there's even I think there was even shirts like Cumbia's a new rock and yeah you know, I have a Cumbia T-shirt uh, yeah yeah so <laughs> the, it just it just started developing into something else but I think for me you know just my own theory is that 
you kind of start embracing where you come from a lot more, especially in a city like LA, like, yeah. you know, where there's so many different layers to an identity or going on at the same, or coexisting at the same time, all these layers, um, you kind of just start embracing it. And I think that's where Cumbia just started resonating beyond, you know, just the knuckles and beyond just right. the like, you know, whatever people were perceiving it or as such. And Right, stuff, right. Yeah. And people just started thinking, saying like, no, I do like cumbia. Like, I'm okay with saying that I like cumbia. I wonder know? what band or what artist or what DJ or whatever, like sort of like, kind of like helped shift it. Like, I wonder, because obviously, yeah, like I do remember cumbia being like not a cool thing. And then suddenly, like, you know, you can't go to like any sort of Latino party and not be like, if there's no reggaeton or cumbia, you don't really have a party, right? you know? And I mean, or at least stateside and Latin America is still different, but, but cumbia is still huge, you know, right. wherever you go. And like, I actually always, uh, I think somebody described it as, uh, la la lingua franca of Latin America. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because it's just like every country has their own version of it. Right. You know, like I mean, uh, at South by Southwest, I got to see Los Chinchillos del Caribe, and they're this cumbia band from Puerto Rico. Oh, and wow. I'm like, you don't really ever associate cumbia with with the Caribbean, but here we are. You know, uh, and even like in Argentina, they do it. Like even in right. even in Brazil, like some some bands have started like adopting cumbia because it's like a cool rhythm and all that. So it's just it's very very cool to see that like. You know, all these identities that are so diverse can be connected through this one genre of music that, like, yeah, of course, gets altered and adapted in each country. But, um, you know, it's really beautiful that we have this sort of unifying thread. Um, mm. And, well, you know, who else better to kick off uh, an L.A. Cumbia marathon than Buyapongo? Um, so let's talk about let's talk about Buyapongo. What's why? Why, uh, why today? Buyapongo. Um Buyapongo was, well, I, going back to some of my upbringing, uh, I grew up with cumbia from El Salvador, which is a lot faster. It has a merengue vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it has a little bit more of an upbeat vibe. Like, I feel sometimes Mexican cumbia can be a little bit slower and, yeah, you yeah. know, can be a little droney. It's fun, but it's still a lot different. But Salvadorian cumbia has this upbeat kind of like, you know, like just speed up, kind of sped yeah. up kind of craziness to it. And Buyapongo have uh, Central American members in them. Okay, cool. In the Group. So the song that I've selected is actually a little bit more representative of like the punta side and a little bit more on that like, uh, you know, the other rhythms that come from other parts of Central America that still represent LA. Fantastic. Yeah, done in a new way. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to listen to Buye Pongo. The song is called Vagueo, uh, and we'll be right back. Esta noche I'm 
spooky. And so, um, I don't know. I, I don't know about y'all, but I did like Ebradita. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we were just, so we listened to Buyapongo and then we followed that up with Quita Penas. Um, another, well, you said they weren't technically yeah, super yeah, local. Yeah, they're not super, they're from Riverside, you know, and right. they're like the sister uh, city. Right. You know, but they do play a lot with uh, here in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it kind of shows their, the influence of like, you know, even Buyapongo, you know, with Quitapenas and then Canada was a Mali. Like there's mm-hmm. like a, a lineage to that sound sure. where it still has kind of a little bit more on the Caribbean vibe. Like it's not exactly cumbia. It yeah. has a little bit more other tones to it. And that's why I thought they were representative of that sound still. Because right. it's, you know, there's a lot. It's not only cumbias or norteñas, you know, but it's it has that kind of vibe. Well, that, uh, by the way, uh, that track was called Ya Verán. Again, that, that was Quita Penas. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because for a long time, like when I think, when I've thought about like, again, the LA sound, uh, it's party bands. Like totally like, I've seen Buya Pongo a couple times before and like it's, you know, a blast. And right. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a dancer in that like I enjoy wiggling, but like I'm not, you know, I've, I, you know, I, I went to Club Tempo yesterday and I was dancing with all the gay vaqueros and, you know, I was just like, I can't. <laughs> I'm just like I can't. There's, there's certain my feet just don't do that. I can bounce. I can shuffle. Um, you I can, can twerk. I can sway. Uh-huh. Um, I have a twerking ass, but I can't actually make it twerk. Mm. Um, but I try. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. But like you know, so it's, it's just really funny. It's just like I, I, I see these bands, but I always like you know bounce by myself, like at the bar with my beer, because like you know, just I see people get in there killing it, yeah. like you know, from like six years old to like señoras, like letting you have it. Um, so yeah, so I, anyway, I, I just love the energy of these bands. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I liked about um, Kitapenas and uh, Buyapongo is that they have an energy that I could take my mom and she's gonna love it. Oh yeah, totally. Like, mm-hmm. And it's know. and they're young bands, right? Yeah, which right. is dope. Like it's cross generational. Right, right. And, that, and that's that's also I think part of what happened with the LA sound is that it's embracing that your parents' music. Mm-hmm. So it does. You know, you can go with your family and we all have a blast. That's fucking cool. Um, okay, well, this wouldn't be song mess if we didn't have some indie uh, in here. And you brought in some of like my the uh, names that I, I I haven't heard too much from them, but I have been hearing a lot of buzz. And so I'm excited to have them here so that I can like really like dive in and you know uh, get a little more info on them. So uh, let's start with Brain Story. Yeah, so Brain Story are also from the Inland Empire, which is where Riverside is located. Okay, so uh, they're from Rialto, and uh, they. I feel kind of embody that like uh, California psychedelic sound, okay. like that very you know smokable. If you smoke a joint, whatever, mm-hmm. or don't smoke anything, whatever, go by the beach and just. But it's legal, out, y'all. You know? yeah. It's legal here. Yeah, so that makes those parties even better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they embody that sound and kind of like uh, go along very much with Chicano Batman with mm-hmm. that kind of uh, you know. It's a California, like California, uh, like the Beach Boys, like, but in a different way, you know, like it has that kind of. Uh, There's a signature sound. Yeah, to it. yeah, like you know it, and you know it, you know, even from the Moholan kind of sound, mm-hmm. uh, it has a very. Uh, it's rooted in that, but it's done in this new way again. It's okay. that I think a lot of that. I think the LA sound is like that. Like it has uh, roots. 
you know, that are really go, you know, could go far back all the way to Mexico or Central America, you know, mm-hmm. but then it's done in a newer way, especially because the bands that are playing it, you know, they're young, so they have so many influences. So it's not just derivative psychedelic, you know. Right. Cool. Okay. So uh, let's listen to Brain Story. The track is going to be Fruitless Trees, uh, and we will be right back.
si sientes lo mismo que yo, manda el pensamiento a la estrellas. Sin color. Um, so the song is called Pensamiento, and we have actually played this song on the show once before, a little more than a year ago when a friend of the show, Cindy Lee, stopped by the studio in New York City. Hey, Cindy girl. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see it uh, again here because like, it's a different context, you know, like this, it's living, uh, you know, the song is living now among like, you know, other local bands that understand the context that, that this band lives in. So tell me a little bit about Sin Color. Why, why are we hearing it today? Um, well... I think Grisia's, the singer, lead singer's voice mm -hmm. is like ethereal, kind of like, you know, the fifth element. Uh, yeah. yeah, like that. Like, it's bananas. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. But the fact that it's like disco sounding, yeah. you know, just like I just picture roller skates and glitter and, you know, just super gay, awesome fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but I also like that they're of Salvadoran descent and they're doing this like synth kind of thing. Like that's not something that I would associate with Salvadorans. Mm -hmm. You know, and even though they do have other songs that I could have played that... Are they both from Salvador and Yeah, I think their parents really? are... Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's really awesome. I think they're actually related, both of them, if I remember. I don't think so, but I also don't know. So I don't know gonna... that. So we're going to not put that. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think, yeah, they're both Salvador in a sense. Very cool. Yeah, which I was like, that's, that was like, wow. So aside, you know, I mean, again, me, have Salvador and have Mexican, I was like, wow. There was like a side of me that was extra proud. Like, wow, you guys are doing this in a different way. That's like, raza. Yeah, like I wasn't, I was totally like, what? Sin yeah. color? Oh, wow. That's a different, all right, that's. And I think that they're those kind of bands that um, when you see them live, you really hear the magic of what they do live because you can hear so them. So it sounds legit yeah, live? Yeah, you can hear them stripped down. Yeah. And she used to sing mariachi. Yes. And so, you know, you could hear the like power in her voice. Right. But you can also see the synth, like it's full on synth, you know, even big band and even saxophone and all that. And they sound great that way too. So I think it's rare for a band to be able to be that stripped down and to be that, or to be that, you know, grandiose in sound either way and still blow your mind. Like the first time I saw them, it was just like um, her and and the dude that plays with them. Um, I don't remember his name. I think David uh, with a guitar. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like because they're a duo. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw like a full on band show, and I was like, dude, this is like like a party, like completely different, but still just like wow, this is. This is a new take on what's already out there. Again, going back to that, like they're able to embrace, you know, what exists, but then 
kind of run on it on its own, you know? Well, they also remind me a lot of the Marias, actually. I can see that. Um, I remember, like, well, at least I don't, I, I didn't listen to the whole record, but I remember, like, the, 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 for their first, the Marias' first couple of singles did have this sort of, like, driving through the desert at sunset, you know, sort of feel, like, very, like, sort of, like, laid back, like, lounge disco moment. Um, and yeah, and so like I, I definitely hear that. Uh, I do know that Sin Color dropped an EP uh, late last year, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, like there's more, there's more nuance there. There's all, it's like it's not just disco, but there's also like cumbia and like boleros and stuff. And like so, like really, like her Crisia's voice is just like so beautifully showcased. I heard a couple of tracks from it. I thought it was pretty good. I need to go back to it. Just been a little overwhelmed with life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of one of my favorite albums from last year. That really? Year. Yeah, because I just liked the sound. It was like. Wow, like it really shows that this band can really, and they're young. They're like, I believe they're like twenty one now. Yeah, they're like super, they were, super young. They were yeah. under when when I when I met them, they were under twenty. Stop and it. They were like twenty, and they're like we could barely play at shows because yeah. you know it's over twenty one and over shows, or they would only have to be, be able to play at the shows, and then they have to leave. Of course, because they can't stay. No, of course. But yeah, so it's like it's cool that they sound like that at that age. Because I'm curious to see what they do in ten years from yeah. now. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Five. Five. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they, people take it takes time to you know find. In ten years, you've developed the drug addiction, had two babies, <laughs> and like you know, touche, touche. And you already like did the ten, the ten strap <laughs> program as well. But I mean, I could see them easily playing like Viva Latino, you know. Festivals oh sure, like that, yeah, you know? that would be really cool. Yeah, or like a Tropicalia. Hey, bookers, uh, where true. y'all at? Um, well, let's let's uh, let's stick with the with the indie because we have a couple of more like interesting, maybe a little weird things coming. So we have a, a song by LA Drones. Yeah. So this band, um, a project that I was working on, um, we were promoting them, and they were like, uh, we said they were a DJ group, and then they said, no, 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 we are banned. And they switched the lineup around and they ended up being the last band. So we stayed, well, you know, let's check them out. And they come out and they set up like synths and um, like uh, turntables and all kinds of random things. And I was like, okay, so this is an electronic band. I guess you're a band. But then they started playing saxophone. And I was like, what the hell? And then they came like, well, well first of all, like when they started playing, like they were covered like in these masks that look kind of like El Chacal from Sala Gigante. And I was like, what is going on? This so was like this weird, odd performance art type, like electro dance thing. And the name I thought was super clever, like Ladrones or LA Drones. That's like, that's really, that's it's a really, genius. really clever. That's name. Pretty fun. You said they were from Spain. Yeah, I believe they're from Spain, and they now live here in L.A., um, and they've been making music, and anytime that I've seen them live, they just have this, like, super infectious kind of vibe to it that you're just, like, you just feel like you're in this, like, you get in the zone with them, and I just really like that. And it's also just a very different type of L.A. sound. Yeah. You know, because they're bringing this, like, very electro darker kind of vibe because they're always wearing black too so they even look you don't see their faces you just don't you know and and um he does a lot of more of the uh playing on the saxophone and mm-hmm. the synth stuff and then she starts singing and it just kind of sounds like yacht or something like lcd sound system but done sure. in a very different way i was getting rituals i was getting uh la miniteca del miedo like you know because it's gothy it's kind of spooky but it's also like a little vapor wave-ish right, like it's right. just it's like it's somewhere it's it's amusing but not comical i don't know they, they have a sense of humor but it's not like a joke it's, right it's actually like really legit i'm really excited i heard that i've already listened to the song like twice <laughs> uh so we're gonna listen to that now again this is la drones the track is uh don't you want to dance uh and yeah you should all be dancing 
occurs to me <laughs> as we near the end of the show that I introduced you, but like, I never really properly interviewed you. Um, so like we just talked about you, you know, being, a, you know, um, of Mexican and Salvadoran descent. We uh, discussed, you know, you are an LA native and, you know, avid music fan, but you know, obviously like you're on the show because you have, you do have some credentials, you know, you have to have been doing this for a while. Um, so, you know, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that you do, uh, at least that pertains to music? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I used to write for Tormescla uh, a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I was working on my own project, which was kind of uh, uh, now defunct, but, you know, uh, right. it happens. It evolves. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently working on a music segment for a show called Solidarity Radio. Cool. So it's kind of the idea, the way I keep describing it is like democracy now, because we talk about, I mean, my friend interviews like, you know, people that are, like, kind of political movements that are out there that may not be out in the media or in the limelight. And then I have a 20-minute segment where I do the music component of it. Mm-hmm. So I get to curate or talk about whatever I want. Like, the episode that we have coming out is about International Women's Day. So I connected, you know, um, I talked about Mariel, um, oh, my God, Mariel Franco, okay. uh, who passed away, the oh, activist. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I played a song in tribute to her. You know, I talked about the lack of women, the uh, uh, lack of female artists that were playing Rido. Um, I talked about lack of female artists that are part of uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. You know? Yes. Like, you know, so able to connect things in a different context. And I played Alice Bag, you know, cool. which was more talking about like how women make 70 cents to the dollar. So, you know, being able to connect music. So it gives me, it, it's awesome because it gives me already something to do like thematically sure. and I can curate it however I want and I have a lot of liberty there. Um, and then currently I'm working on a project where it's going to be more uh, my own thing. Um, I still haven't launched it, but I'm basing it off of the X-Files and I'm calling it the Ox Files. Okay. And so I kind of want to, you know, nerd out on music and really make those connections. Like this artist used to play with this artist and now they're doing this or, you know, this producer. So, or, or even kind of be like, here are nothing but 
MCs from Chicago. Here are sure. nothing's, you know, like, and and kind of create cases, if you will, like right. kind of like if I was the conspiracy theorist and I'm going <laughs> through these files. So that's going to be the idea. Eventually, I would do like a radio component to it, but I'm not really looking for that right now. I just want to create almost like a database where people from different, you know, uh, backgrounds can come and find new music because I'm always mining music. I'm always looking for it. I'm always going down that rabbit hole. So why not share that? And then also it gives me a context to do something that's more driven by me, which is I'm all over the place musically. Like, yeah, totally. You know, I, 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 I can go from like cumbia to, you know, reggaeton in no minute, you know, I mean, that's not too far of a range, hey, no. you know, but yeah, but I mean, I can just go all over the place and, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where all this stuff goes, but I mean, I'm a big music nerd. I've always kind of been like that. That's just been my thing. Like, yeah, of course. You know, like, I mean, I can tell. I mean, like, we're in your home, and thank you for your hospitality. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but your your vinyl collection is quite impressive. Thank you. Um, so I'm like, I, I when I find 30 seconds, I'm just gonna go flip through them, oh, through of course. those records real quick. Um, <laughs> so um, we do have a little bit more music for you guys. Uh, so you know, thank you if you're still hanging on with us. Um, so, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more indie here. So you brought in a track by Tropi Magica, formerly, uh, The Commons. Yeah. So Tropi Magica, um, you know, at first I was a little like, I'm not sure what's up with these guys. When I heard The Commons, I was like, this is weird, that raspiness. Mm-hmm. But then I remember that there used to be a band called Blues Experiment here in LA oh. that kind of had that very similar sound, like that rock kind of punk kind of blues kind of sound to them and I was like oh I could I, I see that you're kind of the modern take on that mm-hmm. um, and I like that Tropi Magica um, has this kind of folksy vibe to it but it kind of feels more norteño okay like okay. so I get that there's like a marriage there where I'm like oh that's cool and you know I mean I think there's artists out there that do that but they're from LA so they're doing it again in their way in their you know, what, what influenced them plus what they bring to the table already, you know? So. I, I had a chance to, to hear a little bit about the track that we're going to play, by Tropi Magica, but um, I, I haven't listened uh, to the comments, just life it sucks and it's crazy. But is the sound very different from the two comments? Uh, to me, it does. The comments, I felt, were a little bit more um, kind of punky, uh, but psychedelic at the same time, but maybe throw in some Norteño cumbia in there a little bit. Okay. So that kind of like mishmash of stuff where I feel like Tropi Magica sounds, um, they have a, like a bigger band. Mm-hmm. So they also have a more, like they have flute and they have more other Do you other know why they changed format? Um, or, or, or are we at liberty to speak about that kind I don't of stuff? I know if we are at liberty to okay, speak Okay, then we won't. That. Then we'll just That's the cheese that maybe, you know, <laughs> for later. <laughs> okay, well, you know, as you all know, I'm a really good journalist, so uh, I'm going to get like four or five beers in them, and then we're going to get a quick <laughs> Google memo at the end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to uh, play. Uh, the track is called LSD Roma. Again, this is by Tropi Magica, and we'll be right back. Se 
pudiera, si pudiera, si pudiera leer mi mente todavía será lo mismo. Abrazos y fracasos, lo mismo otra vez. Si pudieras, si pudieras, si pudiera leer mi mente todavía será lo mismo. Abrazos y fracasos. Lo mismo otra vez Al cielo no le alcanzó Ni dinero para andar Como un extraño hoy llegó Como un extraño es lo que son Y en las paredes
Okay, so uh, we just listened to a track by the Altons, uh, another local band, uh, and the track was called Darling Girl. And uh, yeah, why, why'd you bring this in? Uh, the Altons are also one of those bands. So they're, they're representing Southeast LA, so mm-hmm. they, they hail from uh, Maywood. Uh, which, you know, not too many bands come out from that area. Um, but what I like about the Altons is that the same thing, it's like uh, a group of people came together with different ideologies, different sounds, and they thought, you know what, let's work it, let's make it work. So they kind of have a surfy element. Sure. They kind of have a psychedelic element. I definitely get uh, that. Very blues. And um, the lead singer's voice is just like, to me, very beautiful. Like she has a nice tone to it. Well, you played another song when we were trying to figure out the playlist, and like you know, it it sounded very different from what we just heard because it was, as you said, very bluesy, very right. sort of like lady sings the blues type right, of thing. Right, right. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. I, I didn't expect that to be both of those songs from the same band. Yeah, at, the, at sometimes you can be like it kind it kind of sounds like the Smiths, but not right. And the first time I saw the Altons, I actually thought they were a reggae group. I was like, because I immediately thought, well, Alton. Ellis? Is that what they're thinking? Um, and I was like, oh, am I going to go see a ska group or a reggae group? I wasn't sure. I was more like on that tip. And they started playing and I was like, what is this? This is like not what I was expecting. And they also have shifts in their songs that I enjoy because it goes from like very funky, you know, to like groovy, back to psychedelic. And then it slows down again and gets folksy. So I like that. Like it's, it's, it's not just a mishmash in sound like throughout like their albums but in one song they can go like whoa all right that happened and i think that's that's you know cool like and also they they they're very multicultural so i think that's a good it reflects in the music you know sweet sweet cool well this is our final segment so i i, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us thank uh, you for having me el guido um <laughs> i mean well at least that's your online that is that's my well, I would say El Guido is the person that like spends the money. Oh, uh, the other people, you know, if you don't, if you know me, you know my real name. If sure. not, you know, then you know El Guido. <laughs> well, El Guido, again, thank you so much, and thank you for bringing like a, an awesome treasure trove of tracks and knowledge to uh, to Songmas. Thank you for the invite. Um, are there? I mean, I know I know that we just did a quick run through of like many of the projects that you work on. Is there anything that you want to plug now, or? You know, or like you know, give people your social media if uh, if you want them follow. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram under El Guido. Um, I'm still working on the Ox file stuff, so sure. that'll be coming soon. Uh, but if you want to find me, I'm El Guido uh, E L underscore Guido mm-hmm. underscore because you know I had to make it difficult for people sure. to find me. Um, uh, I'm doing Solidarity Radio, which is going to air once a month, uh, the last Wednesday uh, through RadioSpacio.org, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll be doing a segment there called Plugged In. Which which the idea is that like you just literally get to plug in, but also get to plug in shows. That's know? cool. So. That's very cool. Um, okay, cool. Well, we are Song Mess. Uh, we you can find us on uh, any of your favorite social media platforms. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can always message us directly at uh, songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, we are on again every f- favorite podcasting platform. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Uh, again, if you want to hear it. You don't have to look that hard. Um, and please get, leave us reviews. Rate us. Five stars only, please. You know, <laughs> Visibility is sickening. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, cool. And yeah, and again, my name is Richard Villegas. Shout out to Beverly Celeste Lopez in New York City. Love you, girl. Miss you. Um, and uh, we have one final song. Uh, this is by the band Quetzal. 
Uh, and I, I really love that we're signing out with this. I think it's like so appropriate for like an LA themed episode. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the track? Yeah. So the track um, is La Bamba, which is made very popular by Los Lobos. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I selected this song is because Quetzal were one of the first groups that I saw incorporate uh, Son Jarocho into their music. Oh, cool. And I like that they also reflect that um, dichotomy of LA, and but they also have the politics. And so in this song, they do it in a way that reflects, you know, women's struggle and reflects mm-hmm. different, you know, so it's like an updated version of La Bamba done by people that know um, the true worth or the true value of like the history of Son Jarocho from Veracruz, you know, like, so it's done with the utmost respect, but I also, you know, connects to those levels and connects to that LA sound that it's like that bringing the roots, you know, like Son Jarocho being from Veracruz, right. but also like being a rhythm that was like the way slaves would communicate, you know, and things like that. So being able to connect that and adapting it to reflecting like socioeconomic things here in LA. And Quetzal are one of the groups that I feel that um, really represent um, that dichotomy of LA, like that 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 melting pot. Like right. live, they can just go from son to cumbia to, you know, pop to oldie sound. And I think that they helped influence a lot of the bands that we played earlier today. So it's a perfect way to end. They're versatile, and we love versatility here mm-hmm. on Song Mess. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Ah! Um, or maybe hit me up y'all Rixi on Instagram find out if that's true dudes are always welcome y'all um, wow what a way to crap on such a nice sentiment <laughs> um, so we're gonna close out again the, the band is Quetzal of course you know the song it's called La Bamba uh, thank you so much all for listening Y por...